Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Braun Body Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Braun, doctor of physical therapy and certified personal trainer. This week, I'm joined by two different couples. We've actually had three out of the four individuals that I'm talking with this week on past podcast episodes, so you'll see some familiar faces. Today, we're joined by Julie Burrell, who was with us for three podcast episodes last year in 2021. So this marks her fourth appearance on the Braun Body Health and Fitness Podcast. And her boyfriend, Giovanni, is also joining us. And today we're discussing health and fitness in a relationship. So how you can cultivate healthy habits and work out together and all that sort of thing. Before we get to this podcast episode, though, here's a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by CTM Band and CTM Recovery Products. These are the exact soft tissue recovery tools that I'm using on myself and with my patients day in and day out. CTM Band was founded by Dr. Kyle Bowling, a sports medicine practitioner who treats professional athletes, and he was a former guest on the Brawn Body Health and Fitness Podcast. You can check out his website at the link below and use the coupon code BRAWN10 to save 10% off your order from CTM Band. Julie and Giovanni, welcome to the show. Excited to have you both on today. Thanks so much for having us, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Could you share a little bit about yourselves and just kind of your personal health and fitness journeys? Absolutely. My name is Giovanni Vilas. I am currently a physical therapist assistant. And I have been in the health and fitness field for a very long time, since I was like 20 years old, which is a long time ago. <laughs> I'm a little older than Julie. So in my journey, I essentially started my fitness journey before like Instagram blew up and it was like public. It was like before it was a cool thing to do. So you had the fitness MySpace account then? I didn't even have a MySpace. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's even before that. Um, but I pretty much, uh, figured everything out on my own and trial and error. I've made a lot of friends along the way. I've helped many people along the way and they've also helped me. So it's been quite the great journey for me. Yeah. Um, I definitely learned a lot personally from Giovanni because of all of his experience within fitness, but for myself personally, uh, my name is Julie Burrell. I am 24 years old and currently finishing up my doctor of physical therapy degree. So I'll be graduating in a few months and um, also work as a strength and conditioning coach. And I'm just very passionate about health and fitness and wellness as it pertains to everybody, especially just the general person. Um, I was an athlete in college. I played field hockey at the University of Scranton. And that was really the the thing that started my interest in fitness because, you know, I wanted to improve my performance and get better each day, but it really wasn't until after field hockey was over that I realized that even though I loved sports, I loved playing field hockey. What really lit me up and really drove me was the fitness aspect of it. It wasn't so much the sport itself. It was going for runs in the morning. It was training in the weight room. It was seeing myself progress in those aspects. So that being said, transitioning now, I'm a few years out of college where I played that and just learning about my body, learning about, you know, what serves me best, continuing to go through that trial and error process that Giovanni mentioned um, and just be as fit as I can be. 
That's interesting that you enjoyed the morning runs and early morning workouts the most, because usually that's the stuff that people dread uh, when it comes to athletics anyways. That conditioning stuff is usually no joke, right? The hell sprints, the suicides. Uh, but it, it's amazing to me when you find someone who really enjoys that and gravitates towards that because they really understand that that's the stuff that will make or break your performance on the field, right? A lot of people will, you know, work on skills, skills, skills. And yet when minute 70 of a 90 minute match comes around, their skills are gone because they're exhausted. So it's amazing how that underlying component of physical fitness can really make your on field or in match performance. I'm curious, how do the two of you define physical fitness? What does fitness mean to you? Yeah, that's a great question. I'll start with this one. Um, to me, fitness really is synonymous with overall health. It's achieving an, uh, an optimal state of physical and mental well-being that allows you to do anything that you want to do. Anything that you want to do right now in this present moment, but also setting you up for success down the line as you age, as your life changes, that you'll always have the physical capacity to perform whatever life throws your way. Yeah. Um, fitness to me is longevity. So I'm in my 30s now. So to me, I want to do the same things I've been doing since I was 20 into my 40s, 50s, 60s. I definitely want to age gracefully. And I also want the people around me to do the same thing. So I always like to have um, people surrounding me and bring them up with fitness. Yeah, I agree. Both of us really... Um find it very important that fitness is a community-based thing. You know, like Giovanni said, he figured a lot of things out himself. And I come from a different background where everything was with a team. But now we're realizing that having a fitness-based lifestyle is contagious. You know, people look at you and are like, wow, I want to do that. I wish I could do that. And um, just going back to what you mentioned before, Dan, about the role of physical fitness in performance, I totally agree with you. I think that the the difference between the great players and the good players are the ones who can push a little bit further and harder. But from a personal standpoint, one of the toughest things I went through was that even though I was one of the hardest working players on that field in the mornings, in the weight room, I never really got that chance to shine on the field. I was not a very skilled player. And because of that, I never got the playing time that I wanted. I never really met my personal goals that I set for myself. But looking back on it now, what I gained from that was this understanding that it's really the process that matters more than the outcome, right? And the community that you build along the way. Um, when I was going through that phase of, you know, comparing myself to everybody else and getting really in my head, I would look around me and see that the younger girls on the team would look up to me and say, wow, like Julie is giving 110% right now. And that was admirable to them because they knew that I wasn't going to get playing time in the game on Saturday, but I was still working hard. And at the time, I didn't see the value in that. But looking back on it and having the connections that I have now and working as a strength coach with the team, it's so evident to me that that's really what makes the difference. It's that effort becoming contagious and noticeable. Right. I do not agree anymore. When it comes to fitness, it's more about the physical aspect of it, right? We often think of the physical because that's what we see. But really, fitness changes us mentally, emotionally, 
and just overall it builds character and hits us at our core and allows us to realize that we have control and we have power to shape our own lives and shape our own destiny. Fitness teaches us things like goal setting, how to think. It shows us that natural instincts are not necessarily enough to succeed. We look at the average American, and I've painted this picture for people so many times in the past. This is pre-COVID data, 2018. The average American's 23 pounds overweight, spends three hours a day doing actual work, and spends at least five hours a day watching TV. Average American had $130,000 of debt and had less than $1,000 in their savings account. In general, Americans have been known for spending a lot of time sitting down, eating, watching TV or whatever, playing, paying bills, paying taxes, and overall just we've created a victim mindset. And it sounds terrible to say it like that, but that's the society that we currently live in. And in one way or another, we're all guilty of it, right? I myself have spent more time sitting down this year than I have in the past. I'm guilty of it myself. So we have this natural enemy of societal life and just overall the world that we live in right now. And fitness is a antidote to that. Fitness is the polar opposite to all of that. It shows that you can only get things that you work for. It shows that the best things in life are not the ones that you can purchase with a credit card. It shows that sometimes the most entertaining stuff, sometimes the most memorable stuff is not what you get from sitting down and watching the television. It's from going out and doing things and experiencing life and exploring. But none of that is possible unless you start and take that first step and embark on that journey. And one of the things I applaud both you and Giovanni for, Julie, is the fact that you stay fit and active together. It's hard to stay fit these days. It's hard to stay fit when we go out and we see Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's and all these amazing, delicious foods and all these temptations in general to go back home and sit down. And so how do you stay fit and active together? How do the two of you just kind of keep that journey going? And how did it start? So it actually started, um, Julie and I had our first date at the gym. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, so we'll I just love that. that. Right, we'll just put that right out there. When I will say when Giovanni asked me to join him for a workout, I didn't know if it was a date or not. And then I, I quickly figured out that that's exactly what it was. So, yeah. Yeah, that's how it all started for us. Julie and I actually worked together for a little bit at Bardonia Physiotherapy in New York. And we just kind of admired each other's styles. So at that point, we just started talking about, you know, people that we know, such as like Lane Norton and other athletes. And that's how everything started for us. Yeah, definitely. And that was the thing is with the two of us, like from the day that I met Giovanni and he met me, it was very evident to both of us that fitness was something that we prioritized, like not, not just by like looking at each other, but from those conversations that we had from the way that I spoke with patients and that he spoke with patients, we were kind of like, wait, we're on the same page about this whole exercise thing. We're talking to patients about sleep and stress and asking those questions. And we kind of would just look at each other and be like, wait, like you, you do that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, so it's been 
easy for us, I would say, in the sense of neither of us really had to change for each other. We both had this core value of prioritizing our health and fitness prior to meeting each other. So that's something I would say um, is, you know, if you are in a position right now where you're in a relationship or even if you're not and you want fitness to be a priority, make sure you work on yourself first. You know, as much as it's great to have somebody to help motivate you and to depend on a little bit, if you don't have your own intrinsic motivation to prioritize fitness, you don't have anything, you know, so start there. Um, but in terms of our working out together, I mean, we can talk about that a little bit. What, why don't you start? Like, what kinds of things do we do together? So Julie and I actually have different styles at the gym. Um, she's the more explosive, um, plyometric athlete, whereas I'm more of the tempo athlete. So I like to lift with tempos. So we actually combine that. Like some days I lead workouts, some days she leads workouts. And that's how we, you know, we strengthens each other's weaknesses in a sense. Yeah, that's a really good way to say it. And that's been the most fun part is we say, and we hear all the time that every coach needs a coach, right? And both of us pride ourselves on, you know, our experience with training and coaching others. And no matter how much knowledge you have, having somebody else's eyes on you is so valuable. Um, so like Giovanni said, I mean, I'm a strong explosive athlete naturally. So when I'm doing like a five to eight second eccentric on a back squat, I'm shaking like a leaf. Like it's, it's freaking hard. And for Giovanni that comes naturally. So we kind of push each other a little bit to tap into those things and, and perfect each other's movement. Um, but not in a judgmental way. That's the other thing is we don't always work out together. Um, working out is something that we enjoy doing together on Friday nights after our long weeks of work when we haven't seen each other all week. Friday night is our time together at the gym. But other than that, I mean, I'm doing my own workouts during the week. He's doing his own stuff. So kind of having that balance, I guess, of being able to incorporate it in a way that we do it together and we feel like we are accomplishing this cohesive goal, but at the same time, respecting each other's individual um, goals, individual strengths and weaknesses. I love how going back to what you started with there about how the whole purpose of fitness needs to start with you individually, right? It has to be intrinsic. You have to want it. Fitness yeah. is something that starts with you. It's not something that you're just going to magically like push on your partner, right? Like if you're in a relationship with someone and one of you is into fitness and the other isn't like, if you just try and force that on them and shove it down their throat, it's not going to go well. So it has to be a individual thing and a personal thing. And I also really like how for the two of you, fitness looks a little bit differently. As you mentioned, Julie, you like the explosive stuff, the plyometric type stuff, the force absorption stuff. And it sounds like Giovanni's more of something similar to me. I go a lot of tempo, super slow pauses and all these kind of unique setups. And yeah, all I like to think hurts. outside the box. All the stuff that hurts really bad that for some reason you guys enjoy. And I'm like, ah, help me. <laughs> right, right. And I love how you're able to strike that balance, even though you both have different styles and understand the importance of training differently, even though it might not be your first pick. And I think that's something that really speaks volumes to your overall training maturity, right? A lot of people like to go in and just start with, you know, what they like to do, right? Like a lot of, like when I started working out, for example, I would start every workout with shrugs and curls if I could, 
now I don't even do either of them. Uh, but it, it's just something that shows you understand that it's not what you want to do. It's what you need to do at times. And I think that really speaks volumes to just the connection the two of you have. Um, speaking from a fitness perspective right now, anyways, um, the ability to show each other the importance of those other things that you don't enjoy doing, uh, but have to do. Yeah, definitely. And even going off of that, another thing that we push each other with, which is a little bit more difficult is nutrition and food choices. Um, again, something that was a core value of ours individually before we met, but we've learned a lot from each other. Honestly, I've learned more from Giovanni. I'll give it to him. He's got a lot more experience and um, knowledge in nutrition, very self-taught, loves to read and research things. Um, but when we are going out with friends, when we are visiting our families and we're tempted to eat something that's going to make us feel crappy, which I'll go right ahead and say, we're not the type of people who are super strict on our diet and say that food's bad for you, don't eat it. But we both have been uncovering some food sensitivities lately. And it's one of those things where when I'm reaching for, you know, something that probably has gluten in it that I know is gonna bother me. And Giovanni just is able to give me that reminder of like, do you wanna do this? Like mm -hmm. more seed oils too, cause that's something that I'm starting to cut out. But without going down that rabbit hole, having the accountability of somebody to help you make those decisions, but again, not being totally judgmental about it. Um, and just motivating each other of like asking questions like, Hey, like how, how are you eating this week and meal prepping together and making foods that both of us know are going to make us feel our best. I don't know if you have anything to add on, on that. Yeah, no, definitely the support. The, it's a lot when it comes to food, a lot of it is mental. And obviously you want to eat what tastes good. And I always remind Julie, like, all right, you know, if you eat this, you might feel like crap two days from now, three days from now. Like, do you really want to do this? And I also sometimes I'll cook for her. Um, I love when he cooks for me. He's better than me. <laughs> it's just like you have to support one another if you want to progress. Yeah. And just being open to trying new things. You know, if you and your partner are very serious about health and fitness, like understand that there's probably things that you do, advice that you have, experiences that you have that will help them and vice versa. Um, so with Giovanni, everybody who knows him knows him as the beef eater. Like he eats pretty much beef is the staple of his diet. And yeah. when we first started dating, I was very judgmental of that. To be honest, I was like, what do you mean you eat steak every day? Like, isn't that bad for you? And through listening, opening my ears, learning not only from him, but doing some research on my own and giving it a try. I'm like, wait a second. I feel better when I have ground beef every day for lunch, like grass fed, good quality stuff. So again, being open-minded and not being afraid to try what somebody else is doing. Yeah. For sure. What's your favorite dish that he makes you, Julie? Honestly, it's really, really simple, but it's a perfectly grilled, well-seasoned steak. I prefer um, like a sirloin cut, but even his ribeyes that he prefers are pretty good with fresh jasmine rice, which he cooks with um, some MCT oil, makes it a little bit fluffier, um, helps with, you know, a little bit of that mental fog. And that's, it's keep it simple. It's my absolute favorite thing. And, and how do you like that steak cooked? Medium. Okay, okay. Big I was going to say, yeah. if you said anything over medium, we were going to have to discuss <laughs> things here. Um, 
Giovanni, what's your favorite thing to cook? Ribeye steak. Okay, so her favorite thing is your favorite, one of your favorite things to cook. That worked out well. (laughs) Did you guys like plan that or something? Did you know ahead of time, like, hey, I'm really good at cooking this or? He's, uh, he's brainwashing me, I guess you would say, but it's my body responds really well. And I'm not saying that everybody's going to feel like a million bucks if they eat steak every day, but I would bet that a lot of people who think that it's bad, who try it will feel better than whatever they're eating now. So for sure. And I'm sure the two of you probably find that as you get into your fitness life together, right? It started in the gym. But now you're talking about cooking together, spending time in the kitchen together. You're probably going on hikes together, that sort of thing. It's probably evolved over time and probably led to the two of you growing closer in your relationship. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely something special about being able to work on yourself and work together as a couple at the same time. You know, like we said, like it's important to always have your own individual goals, individual motivation. But when you are, when you make yourself vulnerable enough and open enough to share that with your partner, um, it definitely strengthens things. And there's so many ways to prioritize fitness together. Like you mentioned, going to the gym, cooking meals together, spending time outside, like quality time as a couple does not need to be going out for drinks and like going out for a movie late at night. Like we are so happy when we cook dinner at six o'clock and then maybe we play some video games for a little while because Giovanni's a big gamer um, and we're in bed by 10 o'clock and we're like, this was a great day together. Like it doesn't need to be going out and getting trashed like all the time, which a lot of couples do. And I guess if that's your thing, that's your thing, but it doesn't have to be that way. So if the two of you do go out, what's the go-to drinks? So I don't drink, but Julie can go ahead. Yeah, I have a... <laughs> A lifetime DD now. Um, Giovanni does not drink, but my go-to if I'm having like a cocktail, I'm a big Moscow mule girl. Okay. And Giovanni, I will say that's another thing is being able to respect each other's decisions around alcohol, around food. Um, When we met and I found out that Giovanni didn't drink, I was very attracted to that, but I was nervous because I was like, okay, like I'm still in college. I still enjoy having a drink or two. Is that going to be a problem? And as soon as he came to visit me at Scranton, we were hanging out with all my pals and having some drinks and he respects my decisions and I respect his decision not to. Um, and when we go out for a nice dinner together, I love getting a glass of wine, getting a Moscow mule. That's not, it's not a place that we judge each other. Would you agree? I agree. Yeah. I'm not judgmental like that. I'd say the two of you would recommend most people work out together and embark on some kind of fitness journey together. But as we've mentioned, fitness looks different for every single person and everyone starts in a slightly different point. So going back to how I described, you know, average American in 2018, I'm sure the average American looks a little bit different, different right now. What would be your advice for, you know, a couple in America who wants to start getting into exercise, want to embark on a fitness journey together? How should they start on that? So honestly, most people would benefit from just going outside and going for a walk at their leisure time. And if you're serious about getting into um, a gym or something like that, definitely seek help. Yeah, I would agree. I think if you're starting from a place of 
very little experience, um, just start moving your body together. Going for a walk outside, spending time outside is so good, not only like for your mental health, but it's such a nice way to connect in a very natural environment. Um, definitely get clear on your goals as an individual first and then combine it as a couple. So let's take a couple who maybe has a little bit of working out experience. Maybe the male in the relationship wants to, you know, gain some muscle, get stronger, look better. And maybe the woman wants to lose some weight. Different scenarios and something that I've seen very commonly. But even though those are different goals, they can be done together. But figure out what it is that you're looking for. Seek a trainer, seek a coach to help give you an optimal plan to do that. For somebody who's losing weight, maybe they're going to be doing more high intensity stuff. Maybe they're going to work in more cardio. For somebody who's prioritizing that muscle mass gain, maybe they're going to be following more of a hypertrophy structured program. Maybe they're going to be eating more calories, whereas their partner's eating less, but they can still cook together. They can still weigh out their food and just portion size appropriately. So I think that's really a good place to start is figure out what your goals are and understand that your goals and your partner's goals are not going to be the same thing. I mean, even us, I would say we have different individual goals in terms yeah, of fitness right now. We're different bodies, different genders, everything is different, but yeah. the workouts don't have to be different. And that's the thing. Like we can still do the same workouts, but modify your nutrition based on if you want to lose weight or gain weight. Yeah, that's a good point. And especially for somebody who is untrained or even just has like a low training age, any type of exercise is going to be good for you. So maybe you don't need to go crazy over getting like the best program right now. If you go to the gym three days a week and pick up some weights and get some burning in your muscles and sweat a little bit, you're going to get better. Would you agree, Dan? Yeah, I definitely would. And even just in general, picking an exercise, pick any exercise, you can use it for multiple purposes. So you might have different goals, but that exercise might uh, accomplish both goals. So if Julie wants to improve explosiveness and Giovanni wants to bring out quad definition more, take a reverse dumbbell lunge and Julie's going to do it explosively and add in a knee drive. Giovanni's going to do it slow and controlled, pause at the bottom each time, bring it up slow and squeeze his quad at the top, slow tempo kind of focus with that. And you're doing the same exercise, the same movement, but you're hitting each goal individually. So you're working exactly. out together, doing the same exercise, but you're accomplishing what each person wants to accomplish. So yeah. in general, just starting to think outside the box with things as the two of you were saying and recognizing that you can use, you know, the basic tools that you're given and really accomplish anything with them. Right. Like I don't personally think outside the box too much when it comes to my clients programming, but when I explain to them, this is why we're doing this. They're like, wow, I never thought of that, right? So everyone in some capacity will get a squat, a hinge, a lunge, and something pressing and something pulling in their workouts, right? But the reason I give that to them is slightly different each time. So you could take something, like I said, the lunge or a pull-up or an overhead press, and you can modify that just slightly and achieve pretty much any goal with that same movement just through basic modifications. And I, I think that's something that people often forget is that just because, you know, they see one exercise and associate it with something doesn't mean it can't be used to achieve other goals as well. 
and you can still work out together and train together, even though you have different goals and different paths. Definitely. Um, I think a lot of people too will say about uh, the cardio uh, kind of myth here. So a lot of times uh, people stereotypically associate females with cardio and males with weightlifting. Even yeah, though- that's, that's exactly what I just did in my example. And you're so right. Everybody should be doing and can be doing the same exercise. Right. Females should be lifting weights, as you always advocate for on your podcast. Guys should do cardio. So why not do both together? Why not engage in cardio? Even if you're trying to get stronger, cardio is still going to help you. You don't have to go out and run a marathon every day. As you said before, go for a walk, get outside, or even a jog, stair machine, right? And challenge each other. Make it something that's competitive, a competition. As you compete with each other, you're going to better each other. It makes me think of like that Peloton stuff and that sort of thing. Like people go hard on that and they're competing with people they've never met before. Imagine if you were doing something like that with someone that you know and are connected with and building a strong bond with. Like that's the powerful kind of stuff, in my opinion, when you're competing for self-improvement with another person that you care deeply about. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, good point. Are there any like partner exercises that the two of you like or recommend? So when it comes to me, I like to stick to the basics. So I'm a big proponent of master the basics before getting fancy. And Julie likes to get fancy. Not fancy. I just like to do fun stuff sometimes, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a mix of both. I mean, when we go through workouts together, we are, we're hitting the fundamentals, like you mentioned. We're squatting, we're hinging, we're pressing, we're pulling um different variations within that depending on the day but doing those things and just like alternating together you know my rest is his work his work is my rest but we definitely do throw in some fun stuff depending on like what our mood is when we get to the gym Um, yeah for sure I like to create supersets so the gym that we go to has a nice turf space so we'll do some sled pushes pulls we'll do some med ball work um and kind of cycling through in that high intensity manner it tends to be pretty fun But in terms of, like you mentioned, like those specific partner exercise examples, um, I wouldn't say we work a whole lot in more so from the perspective of we like to coach each other. You know, like I love when Giovanni is totally picking me apart and pushing me to the point that sometimes I get angry at him in the moment when I'm like, shut up, I I know how to do it. But I really know that it's benefiting me in the long run. Um, So I think we don't really want to sacrifice that with, you know, both working at the same time. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. Um, just the other day, actually Friday, I usually bench with one of my coworkers. Julie was there working out with one of my other coworkers. And after the bench, we just decided to do um, just random, like there's like, we, we work out in a UFC gym. So they have like boxing bags and things that resemble bodies. So we're just carrying these around, running around, jumping on pile boxes and jumping through tires and things like that. So there's something needs to be said, like take your fitness, like get really good with the basics, but also take it outside of that, outside your comfort zone. Because right. you never know when you have to do something like that. Yeah, and just have fun and be creative. I mean, I love the concept of just exploring human movement, exploring what your body can do. And like you said, there's that, that balance between the basics and the basics should be done well. We know what a perfect squat looks like. We know what a perfect hinge looks like, but at the same time, you can look at movement as there are no rules. 
just move your body, just have fun. Like we are meant to move in all these different directions and planes and with different loads. Um, so you're right. Sometimes it's, you go to the gym and you don't want to think, you just want to have fun and just do whatever comes to mind. Um, and then other times where we're staying more structured, definitely. Right. Yeah, right. Jo Giovanni and uh, our friend, Sean, were like diving through tires and me and my friend Christina are like in the corner doing some hip work, like watching. We're like, all right, you, you boys have fun doing, <laughs> doing that. I think that's an important point about just having fun with the journey in general, right? It doesn't have to be all structured and regimented and go to the gym, check the box, walk out. Sometimes you need to let loose and have a little bit of fun and uh, just let yourself enjoy the process and not get so caught up in the day-to-day monotony of go to the gym, do the exercises that were written down, check the box and move on. We've talked a lot about movement as it relates to fitness, but we all know that fitness is a lot more than movement and even nutrition. Some of it comes from stillness, things like mindfulness and meditation. How have the two of you engaged in those types of practices together? So um, Julie and I focus a lot on recovery. Um, that is the reason we both wear whoop bands. So whoop is uh, a coach essentially that we start to respect pretty well. So if my recovery is low, I know not to push myself that day because I'm just going to get worse <laughs> essentially. And um, Julie has had experiences like that where she has ignored her recovery score and it's led down to dark paths. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, that's a big thing is we do prioritize recovery. And again, something that we have to kind of push each other towards because when fitness is a core value of yours, you want to work out and push yourself. So when I wake up and I see that data, that's basically telling me, Julie, today you got to take it easy. It's hard for me to listen to that when I really want to go train like I intended. Um, but yesterday is a good example. We went to the gym together. My recovery was low. I was feeling it too. I didn't have a lot of energy. So we still went to the gym and the plan was to do legs together. Giovanni did legs, but I did an outdoor walk. I did some core stability work. I did some mobility work and I still got my movement in, but I was adaptable. Um, so that's a big thing. And then in terms of mindfulness, Giovanni is actually the driving force behind the start of my meditation practice. Um, before we started dating, when we were just getting to know each other and picking each other's brain about all these things that we're so interested in, one of the things he talked about was that he meditates. And I was like, wow, is that why you're so calm and gentle? Like, I really admire that. And I told him, oh, I can never meditate. I've tried. It's awful. And he's like, what do you mean you can't? We all can. Like, we all have the capability to. Um, and yeah, it was like a month before we started dating, I downloaded Headspace and I got started. And we definitely incorporate mindfulness in different ways. Um, I do enjoy the guided work, sitting down, being still, where Giovanni incorporates it a lot during your training. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so I say train. I'm not a big music guy. Um, I do, I will wear headphones just, just to block out the sounds, but I like to get into my own head and essentially lift while being mindful about my lips. So it's almost like an active meditation. So it can be anything because as you know, if you meditate, random thoughts will come into your mind and you can't help it. Like 
I can be on the barbell and be like, huh, what am I going to eat for dinner later? Steak. Or, <laughs> or something like that, you know? Or I can also be very mindful. Okay, let, you know, let's do some tempo. Um, four seconds. Be mindful. One second pause. One second push. Are you the type that counts each second too as you're moving I through? Do. Yeah, I yeah. do. Interesting. Sure, I don't cheat myself because that never leads to anywhere. You have yeah. a lot more patience and maturity than I do when it comes to training. <laughs> yeah, and he I, does. Uh, he I, does I, me too. So if you see me at the gym, I'm like that guy. I wear my hoodie up. I don't talk to anyone, and I'm essentially just sitting there with two dumbbells, just mentally preparing for my lift. Whereas Julie's the complete <laughs> opposite of me. She's talking to everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's been a fun um, balance between the two of us and something that I'm starting to understand a little bit more. But coming from an athlete background, being part of a, a collegiate team, training is all about hyping each other up. Let's fucking go. Come on, you got this. And Giovanni, he's quiet. He's thinking about his feet, his knees, his hips. He's kinesthetically aware, which I've started to shift towards at least sometimes because I see how valuable it is. But yeah, sometimes when I look at him training across the room, like if we're doing our own thing, I'm like, are you okay? Like you look really sad right now because he's got his hood on, but he's getting into that flow state. He's channeling that flow state. Um, so we, we definitely are both, we prioritize mindfulness we hold each other accountable in moments of stress. You know, if, if I'm emotionally exhausted, if I'm having a lot of anxiety, like Giovanni can recognize that and talk me through it, tell me to take some deep breaths. Um, and then same with him when he's overworking himself, when he's exhausted, when he's stressed, I give him a little tough love and say like, okay, we need to step away and, and breathe. Um, so not to say that we're perfect in recognizing those things, but because we both have our own mindfulness yeah. practice, we're able to detect that and know how to help in a way, you know? Yeah, For we're sure. definitely not it, it, Yeah, not perfect. It's not perfect. But better is the goal, really. For sure. And it definitely helps that the two of you kind of helped one another start that practice and get involved in that practice early on. And I think there's a lot of power in having the ability to connect with yourself mentally, right? Like being able to visualize each repetition in the gym, being able to feel what it feels like to do an exercise properly, because that's yeah. the kind of stuff that, again, has an impact outside of the gym as Absolutely. well. You go about your day at work and you're able to visualize yourself doing something, right? Maybe it's, um, you're both in PTs. Maybe there's like a certain hands-on technique that you struggle with, or it's difficult. And you're able to just step back, collect yourself in a matter of seconds and visualize yes. yourself doing that. And then you're yes. able to do it and the stress is gone. It's a lot easier, right? So it's something that you've helped create together, but it benefits the both of you individually, not just in the gym, but in all aspects of life in general. I think there's a lot of power to that. I think there's a lot of power too. Uh, in terms of relationship, being able to take a stressful situation uh, like exercise and being able to be calm and fully present and aware in it. So when I work out, it's death metal, it's screamo, it's loud, it's heavy, it's, you know, the kind of stuff where pe people don't want to be around me. And that's not a time where I feel like I am calm, cool and collected. 
maybe I should be, maybe I shouldn't be. Again, it's different for each person, but you have the ability in the middle of a crowded gym with loud music playing and people all around, maybe even someone who looked at you funny or took your weights or your bench or whatever, to stay calm, to stay cool and collected. And in a relationship, you're probably going to face times that are comparable to those stressful situations together. Right. And yes. if you're not able to stay calm, cool, and collected in those situations, things are probably going to get a little bit more messy. Correct. And the fact that you can do that, again, at, through fitness, fitness allowed you to cultivate that habit, cultivate that skill. And now that's going to pay you dividends in your relationship because when those hard times come up, when those hard times arise, you approach it as the two of you against the problem instead of the two of you fighting about the problem. You're able to step back and look at the situation and stay calm about it instead of bashing heads over it and not actually getting to the root cause of it. You've actually described that perfectly. I could have not (laughs) said that I need better. Yeah, and like we said, it's always a work in progress. You know, I think every relationship is a little bit different. You're gonna have ups and downs. Um, But again, self-awareness, I talk about self-awareness in every one of my podcasts, in every person I work with, And it's so important. So knowing yourself, knowing what your triggers are, knowing what helps you feel calm um, is so important. And then not being able to, not being afraid to communicate that to your partner, to your boyfriend or girlfriend, and like, let them know, like, what is it that helps you? Because your strategies might be different, you know? Um, But yeah, Giovanni's definitely the calm, cool, collected one here. And I'm starting to absorb some of that energy but at my core i'm the i'm the hype girl you know like i'm not the calm cool and collected girl so and that's fine that's just who you are we balance to make it work in the gym and outside of the gym so for people who want to find out more about you or reach out with questions or listen to your podcast where can people find more about the two of you yeah thanks so um currently i'm the host of the goal set mindset podcast which giovanni is starting to um, you know, get more and more involved in. So definitely check us out there on Instagram. You can find me at goalsetmindset underscore JB. Um, would love to chat about all of this. And Giovanni, you can talk a little bit about your social at the moment, but again, might have another way of contacting you soon. Yes. So I'm being more active with Julie. She's getting me out of my box. I'm more introverted than she is. So my current Instagram is rice underscore cake underscore lover. Um, it gets me every time. I'm not vegan. <laughs> Don't judge me. Um, yeah, it's just something I created a long time ago when Instagram like first came out. Um, but I'm going to change that soon to goal set mindset underscore J-O-B, which is the first three letters of my name, just to okay. match. Yeah, and Julie. another thing that's in the works right now, you can find us on Facebook at the Goal Set Mindset uh, Facebook page, and then also at thegoalsetmindset.com, which at the moment that we're recording this is not yet public, um, but definitely will be out there soon. So definitely check us out. We would love to talk about all of these things that we talked about with Dan today. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. For sure. Now I got to ask, do you still enjoy rice cakes or has this shifted to steak? I do enjoy rice cakes. I actually, Julie likes to buy me the chocolate covered rice cakes and that's like a treat <laughs> for me. Yeah. What, what was your motivation behind that handle? Exactly. Was it, remember. was it during like a time when people weren't eating carbs? Like, 
Was it something like that? Probably. I always like to be the devil's advocate. Yeah. It's just, it's good. You got to keep Rice Cake Lover alive, but we'll get that other Instagram in there too. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's creative. I haven't heard that before. Um, Do either of you have anything that you want to close out out on or any closing thoughts or remarks that you want to share with our audience today? So there's always, there was a quote in my mind as you were talking earlier about how you do things. Um, So how you do anything is how you do everything. Um, I'm not sure who that's by, but it, it just, it was in my mind as you were talking earlier. Yeah, I like that. Um, Definitely want to say, focus on the basics. If you're at the start of a journey, if you're trying to get your significant other on board with your goals, just be transparent, get set on your goals first, create self-awareness, understand yourself. And then if it's something that's really a value of yours, if you really want, even if it's a friend, if you really want somebody to take this journey with you, sit down with them and let them know how much it means to you and what your goals are and then they'll find a way to become a part of that if they want to yeah um just another thought please seek help if you have never exercised before it may seem expensive at first but you're saving yourself money later on if you do injure yourself this is talking from the pt self yeah definitely a good point don't be afraid to reach out to a coach a trainer master the basics if you take anything away from this yeah, for sure. I cannot echo that more. The amount of people I've seen who have just done things incorrectly for a prolonged period of time yeah. or who have eventually hurt themselves. Right. I had a CrossFit guy uh, at a recent clinic that I was at who had a 20 year history of shoulder pain. And one day when he was doing a barbell snatch, he just blew his rotator cuff out. And now he's in a sling recovering from rotator cuff surgery. So it's amazing how, you know, it might seem like a little nuisance at the time, or, you know, it might feel like you're doing everything right as far as you can tell, but, you know, you might not be a hundred percent sure. It's just an extra little insurance policy for yourself to make sure you're doing the right thing and don't end up in a situation where you're rehabbing from something that's going to set you back quite a distance. And you lose um, time and money in that essence, right? Instead of the help at first. And going back to the talk on relationships, it's a lot of extra relationship strain, right? So if you're with someone and you always train together and now someone's not able to train for six months because they're recovering from something, that's going to be a quick change all of a sudden. Maybe you're not able to work or maybe you're not able to do this or that. There's a lot of extra, I, I don't know what I want to call them, like confounding variables or confounding factors or things that you don't expect to come up from an injury like that, that find their way to impact you. So it's better to try and avoid them as much as you can than to deal with them and work through the repercussions of that. You know, life is, it's a long battle and we have to fight it at every step and make sure that we do everything that we can uh, to succeed. And, you know, if we're fighting with a sword in our hands, if we don't know how to use that sword, then we'll die because we have that weapon in our hand and we are not equipped to use it. So it's better to know how to use the tools that you have and do it correctly than to, it's better to do it incorrectly than to not do it at all, but it's even better if you do it correctly. Yeah, I agree. 
All right. That's my too long of an explanation. Julie Giovanni, it was great talking with the two of you today. Looking forward to working with you again in the future. Thanks again. Dan, thanks so much. Thank this you was so awesome. Much, Dan. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Brown Body Health and Fitness Podcast. If you like this episode, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and share this episode with a friend who you think would enjoy hearing it. Additionally, if you want to help support this podcast and keep future episodes going, please check out our links below where you can support us directly or through engaging in any of our affiliate marketing links. Last, please make sure you check us out on social media at Braun Body and leave a five-star review, especially if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify.